Film Autopsy. Oh, yeah, baby. I could watch that for the whole hour. <laughs> just the fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. What is going on? We yeah, got I, back in the heezy. That's right. Kung Fu sat to himself. That's right. Hall of Famer author Rick Myers is back once again, sporting, sporting the gear there. What, what do we got today? In the, I got in the, the horror stuff. I was going to wear a full costume, but it's not Halloween anymore. So I have my horror shirt, which has all the different hearts, because we're going to be talking about a lot of horror stuff, because this is still the October one. But we yeah. also have, I'm wearing my Marvel Comics belt. Look at that. Woo! Look at all the issues. Of she There's the Hulk right there. You know? Right. We've got Representing. All I th- I don't know. If we have Werewolf of Night. I have to I have to look at the. I haven't looked at every single comic book on this belt yet. Styling and profiling. That's, That's right. Oh, as always. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fat Samurai Guy. Welcome back to another episode of Action Film Autopsy. Oh, who we got in the house? Got to do the road call. Roll call up here. Jad in the house says, "Hey, Samurai. Hey, Rick. That's right. Jake Hall. Hey, Fat Samurai Guy. Rick and everyone." Hey. Michael Gonzalez in the house. That's right. Jim Bob. He says, what up, gangsters? What's going on, man? Saverio in the house. That's right. Denial, what's going on? Love you, too. Who else we got? M- NMJ Films in the house. That's right. And I did hear about that. I'm really excited. Hopefully, they, do, they don't fuck it up. Uh, but yes. Yes. Eric, what's going on? Bob Odinson, what is going down? Oh, yeah. And uh, Eric says, looking good, Kung Fu Santa. That's right. <laughs> this guy does not age. Oh, sure. shit. Matt Merritt, filmmaker, Keep Forward Productions. What's going on, brother? Good to see you. Bring on the ruckus. Hey, Merritt. Uh, there's a plethora of uh, content to talk about today. That's right. And let's see. Oh, hold on. Uh, Dingle says, I ran out and watched Smile because I saw you guys were going to discuss it today. That's right. Well, Rick's going to discuss it. Uh, Samurai Guy has, as usual, as every action film autopsy, Rick always beats Samurai Guy to the punch. So uh, he'll be doing most of the talking today. But uh, what's up, Lady Danish? I do most of the talking every day. That's true. <laughs> uh, but hey, hey, just a quick reminder. That's right. Get the book! Get the book! Get the book! And also, get the DVD. Get the DVD. <laughs> look look at right. my end credit. Look at my end credit. I don't get money for you getting the DVD, but it's a delightful, <laughs> it's a delightful movie in terms of kung fu. That's right. That's right. Bob is, <laughs> Bob is the kung fu master in that movie. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, do you, was there a Funko Pop? Did you have a figure? You had a shirt, right? No, I have a shirt that with my with my character. Right. The, the co-director drew me as the as the right. master of kung fu. There you go. Uh, drew me as a minion. Yeah, which was great. Yeah, which was hilarious. Going to be blow it up while you're looking for it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, it's all about the banana chucks. That's right. And you know, I was so disappointed they didn't use them in the film. Yeah, yeah. I suggested yeah. that they used them in the film because they asked about that. They did use the game of death uh, jumpsuits. Oh, good. All right. Nice. But I said, you know, the bananas for sure. You've got to do. You got to do banana food. Yeah, you got- <laughs> they had so many ideas. They had so many different plot lines. I mean, it's an entertaining movie, but it's all over the place. 
Right, right, right. But we could. Uh, we I actually should have. Dis- uh, we should have uh, autopsied that too, because there's a lot of kung fu in it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of martial arts in it too. Yeah, maybe we could do a movie review on that one. Uh, yeah, at some point. Well, I That'd actually what I what we might do because uh, Pat Salmon and I and I were talking about the Thursday versus our Thursday night show versus the two movies, and I wanted each of the major contributors for for November to choose two movies they are thankful for. So I think what I'm going to do, obviously being the egomaniac that I am. <laughs> Is Kung Fu Panda uh-huh. Minions Rise of Grace. Oh, okay. okay. Force guys to watch both. Right, right, right. See how much of the Kung Fu I advised on in both movies, which yeah. one is better? I mean, I already <laughs> knew what's going to win, but I still, it's my yeah. way of doing both those films. Yeah, just, just for fun. Yeah, but anyway. All right. Let's jump. Stuff. Let's jump right into it. Uh, up first. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, we're going to do the, the TV House stuff. Of the dragon. That's it's, right. This basically they these two were created to vie against each other. Even though one shows on a Friday, yeah, we've got the Rings of Power versus House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones. That one's on Friday on Amazon Prime, one was on Sunday. Well, they were both Amazon Prime on Friday, uh HBO on Sunday. Right. As the show's gone, now we're talking about it. We're talking about uh I'm a talking essentially about have you seen either of them, Fast Samurai? I, I didn't really have the interest to watch uh, Lord of the Rings, and yeah. I'm I'm I'm. We'll see about Game of Thrones. Uh, you 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 and some of the movie Dojo Army. You're kind of enticing me a little bit to give it a shot. It's a, we'll it's, see. It's a great show, but we'll be that see. it becomes clear, especially with the climactic episode. Okay. Of the thing I think I t- I don't know if I talked about it here last time, but it's certainly I'm going to talk about it now which is okay. the thing that makes one work and the other one fail is the authorial right. hand the authorial hand in other words you can see the opening credits of both of them on one of them there's no mention of the author except based on the books by J.R.R.R. Tolkien but no no uh, buddy from the Tolkien estate is is connected with the Rings of Power in any way, shape, or form. And the producers of Rings of Power, Amazon Prime, have an extremely limited amount of material that they can call from from the Lord of the Rings series. So everything has to be a derivative, and everything is created by someone who's not involved in the actual original works. And I could tell. I have okay. I'm not sure if everyone else can tell as exactly as I might be able to, but I think everybody can tell that it's missing its heart. It's missing its soul. Right. It's, it's also because they're not great authors and they don't understand what goes into writing a story like this. Their solutions to plot problems are simply to repeat themselves. Hmm. You know, one there's one, especially the I think it was the sixth episode into the seventh episode of Rings of Power. I mean, it was a slow because they had to fill time because they spent so much money and they wanted to take up so much airspace. Everything was playing for time. Everything was filling time. So the first four, five episodes were stretched out, playing for time. Nobody knew who anybody was. Everybody was literally in one one or two episodes. Every character was simply wandering around. 
That's all they were doing. They had they created like four or five different groups of characters based on other characters from Lord of the Rings. And then on one episode, we we go with this group of little, you know, little people and they wander around. They literally that's the plot. They have to move from one village to another. And everybody else is doing the same thing in the same episode. This is the wandering around episode. Yeah. Then the sixth episode, they decided finally, okay, we're gonna have a battle. We're finally gonna have some action. And they have the generic digital action. But at least it's more exciting than the rest of the stuff, and all the characters can be seen in action. And then in the seventh episode, <laughs> every single one of those characters has doubts about what they did in the previous episode. Every single one. Every single one. They go back every time we go to them. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have killed all those people. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have gotten involved with the battle. Well, maybe I shouldn't have. You know, it's like, and I'm going. Oh, that would have drove me nuts. It it drove it drove <laughs> it drove everybody away. Then the final episode again, they established, you know, they established one identity very strongly, but they made the wrong choice. They concentrated on the villain, mm. not on the heroes. So suddenly it's like, oh, that's our big twist. That's our big satisfaction. This is the stake we're giving to you, our watchers, to make you happy that you stayed with us. Right. Now, we don't, you know, who the hell cares? Right, and, right, right. You know, because we know once they introduce, if they had been smart, they wouldn't have trod on anything Lord of the Rings. They would have done their own unique story that mm-hmm. was reminiscent, but had nothing to do with the future because the character they revealed, spoiler alert, Sauron. Right. We know what happens to him because we saw the other movies. So it's like, who the fuck cares who he is? We right. know what's going to happen now. Dumb. Meanwhile, House of the Dragon, That has that got an authorial hand? That has got two authorial hands. That's got an authorial brain. That's got an authorial heart. That's got an authorial spine. That's got an authorial stomach. I mean, everything works in that in that show because the guy, the god who created those characters, is making it work. He's the puppet master again. He's the puppet master, right? But right. also, George Double R is a great storyteller. He understands emotion, uh, as Bruce says, emotional contents. Yeah, he understands that extremely yeah. well. So even though. I was kind of expecting more action in the last episode. I thought the last episode was going to be next season. No, there's not, you know, there's actually very little actual action in the final, but emotional action. Okay. Incredible emotional action. All right. You know, the birth sequence, the stillborn birth sequence alone is like one of the best action scenes I've seen this year. I mean, Wow, I mean the way it's balanced with the the drama mm-hmm. and and the characters, and by this time we know the characters very well. They've done a wonderful job. He's done a wonderful job, and the rest of them have done a wonderful job painting it. Everything on that show is thought out to be satisfying, to be emotionally involving. Gotcha. So it really is yin and yang. One is really, really good. It's just incredibly meaty, mm-hmm, delicious. And the other one is empty calories. Gotcha. 
<laughs> I, I, I know which one. Uh, but I'm actually surprised you uh, uh, went back because I remember last time we talked, you were like, man, I don't even know if I want to finish Rings of Power. I'm just, you know? I'm just doing it for the show. That's right. the great thing about this show. I just, yeah. yeah. So I'm able to watch it like, you know, whatever. Right, right. <laughs> the other one I got to watch like. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right. You're in Tyson Samurai Guy to check it out. Mm. Try the first episode, man. Just okay. Try All right. All right. So there, if we did a versus, y- y'all know what <laughs> show would have won. <laughs> the winner goes to <laughs> House of Dragon. All right. Copy that. Okay. So we'll go to uh, She-Hulk now. Oh, my gosh. Well, there's a reason I chose that poster to be representative of this thing. Okay. Because every single man I've talked to, I'm going, I'm going to the gym and the gym and the guys in the gym, all the guys in the gym hated she Okay. Hated it. Oh, okay. it's too woke. It's too this. It's too that. But I said, have you read the comics? Uh-huh. Have you read the She-Hulk comics? The show is the comic. I mean, okay. The last episode came right out of the John Byrne comic book where She-Hulk left the comic to visit Marvel Marvel Comics offices. Here she visits, you know, Marvel Studios. And I just thought it was wonderful. To, I mean, once I got used to it, once right. I saw what they were doing, okay. and, they kept, and they kept putting the little thing that you could scan during the episode and go to the comic book and actually read the comic book, which was brilliant because that prepares you for the next episode. But the thing I love the most about She-Hulk, as much as I enjoyed the rest of the show, as much as I enjoyed that it challenged its viewer, it challenged its haters, it sort of said, you have a problem with us? Well, bring it on. Um, Was their recreation of Daredevil. Daredevil Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. Of course, he reminded me of Zatoichi, the blind swordsman. Right, right, right. And and I just love the idea of a blind character because then they could have all sorts of other meanings and all sorts of other senses. But I hated the Netflix Daredevil. Oh wow. Because to okay. me, he wasn't he wasn't Daredevil. The fights were okay, even though they mm-hmm. kept repeating the same one over and over again. You know, every third episode of every single Netflix Marvel show had the same fight on the stairway. <laughs> the, tu- the tunnel fight. Yeah, the tunnel yeah, fight. The tunnel yeah. fight of the hallway fight. Hallway fight. Yeah, yeah, the hallway fight, which they took from uh, uh, Old Boy anyway. <clears throat> they inspired uh-huh. him. But he was, he was, I loved Daredevil. I loved every iteration of Daredevil. Everybody who, you know, brought heart to it. But of course, I saw the first issue. I, I came upon the first issue. And that's what I loved the Daredevil in this had the first issue costume. Right. That one, you know, the yellow, the yellow mm-hmm. and brown costume. Right. And yep. the way they incorporated yep. into the show was just great. Do you but, know if if uh, when he gets his own series, if he's gonna have the same outfit? I have no idea. I'm oh, not, okay. I'm not okay. I mean I spoke to Marvel, I mean I spoke to uh, Disney, but I've never spoken to the Marvel guys. Nobody's asked me to give a speech for them about movie action. They don't really have to. They've got some of the best guys in the world. Right. Even though between you and me, Marvel, I could, I could help. <laughs> I could right, yeah, little, yeah. little touches of what you can do to make them even better. You know, right. I'm really excited about uh, Wakanda Forever because hopefully they will have corrected the mistake in the actions from the first movie, which was the first movie's only major flaw. Right, right, right. But in any case, She-Hulk, they recreate, they reboot Daredevil. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Daredevil stole the show and had the best episode. No question. He's now Daredevil. He's not a Netflix pod person version of Daredevil. He has a sense of humor. He has he has great wit. He has great power. And he and he uses his powers. In the show, it was all, you know, punchy punchy. In this one, he's flipping all over the place. He's doing, you know, he even uses his cane. He uses his chain cane, which is awesome. And that was cool. And then I the saw so, I saw some highlights. That was actually yeah. kind of cool. Sexy. <laughs> the walk of shame, which of course in Daredevil's hands, it's not shame. It's the walk of pride, you know, where he's carrying his shoes, wearing his costume, outside just walking on the sidewalk in his bare feet. I mean, I just I just love that. I I I, I love the show. I just love the show. And the action again because of Daredevil was great. The action with the Hulk. It was all breaking the fourth wall. The uh-huh. torture was great. But right. those fight scenes, awesome. Really great. So so you're saying the finale nailed everything? Not everything. Okay. <laughs> it, was, it was all delightful for me. Okay. Because I saw, I saw where they were coming, and I saw okay. where they were going. Okay. I understood that all the guys at the gym were frustrated by it. But my attitude was, well, you don't know comics, man. You're not a comic book person. I only tell you what I think of these things. I don't tell yeah. you what you should think of me. Right, right. But I, uh, I, I, I did see the the clip uh, with Scar showing up, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. So hopefully, well, up, hopefully they, they, they change that a little bit later. Yeah, they're, they're also setting up World War <laughs> That Hulk. look. Yeah. Yeah, not, but that, that look is bad. That is like, what is what are we doing here? So hopefully, also, you know. I also loved Kevin. They do something later. I love Kevin. They have, you know, they they have Kevin Feige in the show. Oh, the robot as a robot as an right, actress, right. Yeah. I just love the fact that they dealt with that, and again, were attacking their their own haters. They weren't attacking their fans. Their fans are fine. Uh-huh. Their haters are not so fine. But so, you know, so in in the second season, do you want them to continue attacking their haters, or they should move on and not give their haters always? Any, well, that's a great spotlight. You just look at all the Marvel shows so far. Okay. Even add the Star Wars stuff, which we're going to get into in a second. Okay. Every single one is different. You can hate every single one for a different reason. Okay. So if they go back and repeat themselves, that's not Marvel. Marvel tries to, right. you know, Marvel does something that these other idiots don't do, which is they learn. They learn. If they're not happy with it, they improve it, they change it. You know, that's what's so great. Also, they also know what they're doing from the outset. They're not mm-hmm. doing anything just to fill time. So if I go back and, and watch my least favorite Marvel show, which was Moon Knight, mm-hmm. I'm right. pretty sure I would enjoy it more because I'm over it now. So now I can see what they were doing and how they were doing it. I still don't think it's going to be as good as their other stuff. Right. right. Because, again, that was an, I think that was all ego boost on Oscar Isaac. But right. it's still – but they're always worth seeing. I, there's a lot of the movies – that we talk about, I'd never want to see again. But if I have to see anything from Marvel again, bring it on. That's fine. Well, speaking of Marvel, uh, we'll keep it rocking and rolling here. I absolutely loved uh, Werewolf by Night. I, It's been a long time. It's been a long You know how I am, Rick. <laughs> it's been a long time. Samurai Guy has loved uh, something from the MCU. Uh, and I'm just like so happy. I, I couldn't stop smiling from beginning to end with this. 
It was like, so great. Again, talk it. about doing something different. Yeah. This was this was the Marvel homage to horror. And I'm talking about real horror, not murder movies or slasher films. I'm talking about horror. Even though they had some aspects of slasher, they put that scene where the knife goes through the guy's head. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was their little, you know, we'll give you a slasher. That's fine. (laughs) But we're going to go further with it. We're going to use it as a little suspense. You know, again, they used everything. Michael Giancano, the the director and, and score, he did the music and directed the show. Obviously loved old Universal Monsters. Obviously loved Hammer films. Oh, so obviously good. Obviously loved Marvel stuff. And this was just like, if you're a lover of genre movies, Werewolf by Night was a kiss on the forehead for you. Yeah. A kiss on the hand. It was just, yeah. it was just delight. And you know, the fact that Man-Thing shows up. Yes. <laughs> and Ted. 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 Ted shows up. <laughs> And then they go, and also they go into color at the end. They started black. Yeah. Into color. Yeah. It's just like, you know, again, I would, I want more. I want more. I hopefully. would kiss their hand. I, yeah, I don't yeah. need more. I want them to. I'm looking forward now to the new Blade. I'm looking forward to their horror tinged stuff. Because, again, these guys, whether you think so or not, and whether you like it or not, they know what they're doing, and they do what they want to. Copy they, that. <laughs> not everything is perfect rick yeah. not everything marvel does is perfect no i never said they were it's oh, just okay. In, oh, okay for me they're all enjoyable gotcha gotcha. gotcha i mean you know me i've seen so much stuff right my right. whatever 65 years of, of film going that right. i'm looking for something that feeds my brain because gotcha. there's so much eye candy out there we're going to get right. to see the eye candy here so anybody gives me any mind candy at all i'm very grateful it's a bonus yeah i'll work with them right gotcha gotcha all right let's keep it going here yeah werewolf by night what i didn't see that coming oh, at all and I by the way the action was great the action was great yes. everybody fought in character yeah everyone fought in character i can go i watched several of those fights twice which is fairly rare yeah that was great. Yeah. All right. Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> we don't have a Marvel thing. We already did Werewolf. There's no other Marvel thing. Uh, let me. Oh look. no, we have Jedi thing. You oh, want to go to Jedi? Okay. No, we can, well we we can wait because that's, okay. that could be with the animation. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's interesting. Doctor Who, Power of the Doctor, okay. goes along with another movie that's on this list that is very similar to it. Do you have the picture up? Yes, yeah, I can't. Really I can't wait to hear the similarities here. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween ends and Doctor Who: The Power of the Doctor are very similar. For the usual, these are the ones that I I'm going to go ballistic on. Okay. Again, my what makes me ballistic is inexplicability. I mean, just why why did these filmmakers make the choices they made? They seem to be the worst possible choices they could think of. And I suddenly got a flash of inspiration as to why Halloween Ends did what it did. Okay. Both those things, Power of the Doctor and Halloween Ends, both of them consciously, purposely sideline their main characters for like 75% of the show. 
really? the movie in one case, the show in the other. Well, the movie, the show, Doctor Who was 90 minutes long, so that was right, basically right. And the main character, the Doctor, was sidelined through most of it. Halloween, wow. Michael Myers was sidelined through most of it. And it was like, huh. I still can't figure out why they did it with Power of the Doctor. It was kind of like, it, you know, in both cases, I figured there was something going on behind the scenes. Right. In the right. case of the power of the doctor, you know, the, the creative, the, the uh, showrunner of that show. Uh, hey, hey, Kevin. What's up, Kevin? Guide you. Yeah. Um, the, the, the controller of the show has the worst reviews in the history of Doctor Who. He did a terrible, terrible job running mm. that show. And he wrote, he wrote essentially every episode. And he, he doesn't know science fiction at all. As a science fiction writer, as a fantasy writer, I mean, it was obvious he did not know what he was doing. And he just ruined poor Jodie Whittaker, who was playing the doctor, the first female doctor, because she's great, but she had nothing to work with. That sucks. I mean, basically, the way you could review every single one of those episodes the same way, which is stuff happens and then more stuff happens. None of it makes <laughs> None of it connects at all. Right. And it just happens. It happens because it does. Wow. Not because it makes any sense or adds up to anything. So she sidelined through most of this. But then, okay, Halloween ends. Why? Again, I was I was so pissed. The thing that really pissed me about it, okay, the doctor in, in Doctor Who, even though she sidelined through most of her finale. Wow. Yeah. She she at least acts the same way she acts in her previous episodes. She's still given the terrible scripts in all her other episodes. And she's still the same doctor. Sabotage though she is, she's still the same doctor. The Michael Myers, who is at the end of Halloween Kills, is 180, 360 degrees from the Michael Myers in Hollywood End. Halloween Ends, Hollywood. Halloween Ends. He's not the same character in any way, shape, or form. And also, Laurie Strode, there we go, Jamie Lee Curtis, is just, she seemingly, between the two movies, has completely forgotten that Michael murdered her daughter. <laughs> and, and also murdered every almost everybody else in town in, right. in a bravura showing of slasher power. Just right. killed all these people. So right. suddenly, in this one, he's disappeared. He's aged eighty years, and he's <laughs> totally helpless. Yeah. He's totally effing helpless. And she's like going, you know, it's like she never had a daughter. Oh, you know, I'm going to invest all in my younger daughter, and I'm going yeah. to, and and then the whole movie becomes about. Well, Michael, you put your finger on it. I figured out why Halloween ends is so bad. Okay. Because just like every slasher movie that most slasher movies were created by producers because they knew that no matter how bad they made it, if their budget was less than 30 million, they'd make money. They would run they would make a profit. If they kept the budget for less, that's why you don't have to have major stars in slasher movies because they're trying to keep the budget low so they can make more profit. 
And they also discovered with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, specifically the third one, Dream Warrior, they discovered it's really important. Producers discovered this, not writers or directors. Producers discovered it's very important that you don't make the movie too good. You can't have, because <laughs> you want to make a bunch more, because you know you have right. a mid audience that will come to any crap you put out. But if suddenly you put out a good one, uh-oh, you may have created an expectation in the audience that mm. they might want it to be good. They right. might want Nightmare on Elm Street 4 to be as good as Nightmare on Elm Street 3. <laughs> well, no, The Last Jedi is a little different, Dingo, in that if they had let the, la- the guy who made The Last Jedi continue, right, it right. paid off. Maybe. <laughs> well, I look, at what, look at what he's done since. That's true. Look at what he's done since. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. They chickened out. Lucasfilm right. chickened out. Right. And that's why, and thankfully, we'll get to Lucasfilm in a second. But I believe that they made Hollywood end so bad to make sure the audience was not satisfied at the end. So mm. they were hungry for a reboot as fast as they could get it. Mm. Interesting theory. And and I think it's actually, it rings true to me because right. it made, Nothing in that movie made any sense unless that was true. Right, right. That makes sense. I just love him going into the shredder. That was my favorite shot in the whole movie. <laughs> him going into the shredder. And I was so angry and frustrated by the final fight between Laurie Strode and him. Yes. It was terribly. Yeah, bad. thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. That, that was awful. Oh, was, my God. I was yelling at the screen. Laurie, thank you. have you learned nothing <laughs> have you learned nothing the one yeah. thing i liked but again they blew that is when she stopped the the little thing on the curtain from tapping against the curtain which alerts michael that she's in the closet right but again it was just like let's show us how let's show the audience how stupid laurie is <laughs> after all these years where she's supposedly preparing herself yeah Jesus. yeah utter awfulness yeah it's but i it's, believe that's the reason why it's it's in the word in the words of rick it's good enough for garbage yeah or is it less <laughs> no respect for the audience at all and the and the and the doctor who stuff it was such a sense of release to see her regenerate yeah and also the big surprise spoiler alert she regenerates. she goes backwards in other words she's the 13th doctor she regenerates into the 10th what? Yes. And he has this great line, David Tennant. He has this great line, which is, I know these teeth. Because that was one of the first, that's the first thing he said when he was originally regenerated. Uh, Dave, David Tennant is the doctor now. For the next three specials. Wow. Wow. What, what's his name is back. The original recreator of Doctor Who. Okay. Uh, Russell T. Davies is back to okay. save the series after Chibnall screwed the pooch. Right, right, right. So they got him, and he <laughs> got a great idea. My the favorite Doctor of pretty much, yeah. Outside of outside of uh, Tom Baker, the the uh, fourth Doctor, right. the most popular Doctor of all time was David Tennant, right, number ten. So he said, "Yeah, to wipe, just like to wipe the taste, wow, out of your mouth." <laughs> I'm bringing him back. 
Wow. Just for the movies? But then he'll regenerate. three specials to celebrate the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. And then he'll regenerate to, you know, someone else. And also they showed it in the trailer. At the end of the show, they showed a trailer for the upcoming specials. Showing, because the Doctor turns into number 10, David Tennant, and he goes, what the hell? And also, unlike the history of Doctor Who, not only do, usually that when the doctor regenerates, he re, you can tell he regenerates because he regenerates in the clothes of the previous one. Wow! In this new one, he re, everything regenerates, including his clothing. I got to tell Lady Fabblood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she knows. I got to tell just, her. It's just awesome. Wow. But then at the end of the trailer, yeah. which shows uh-huh. you the toy maker and shows you some of the plot and shows you Donna Noble her coming back. They go into the actual 14th doctor who goes, but he says something that really pissed me off. He says, could you tell me what the hell is going on? Which is a great way to end the trailer. But I'm going, wait a minute. You're from the pen at Gallifrey. Are you telling Gallifrey has Christians? Are you telling that Gallifrey has a concept of hell? Right, right. You don't have a, you're another complete fucking planet. <laughs> so I hope they, they hope. Okay. He explained. I hope he goes. Could you tell me what the hell is going on? And I understand. I only know right. about hell from Earth. I don't know about hell. Right, right, right. So in any wow. case, yeah, it's it's now we're all because before everybody was going fuck Doctor Who. I never want to see just Doctor ended, Who. Just ended, yeah. And now everybody's right. going, yeah, I want to see Doctor wow. Who. Wow, so that's again, funny. That's why okay. the two, two shows are very similar to each other. Copy that. On. Well, before we uh, carry on and keeping it horror, just I, I got to get. Your thoughts, quick thoughts on this, Rick. Yes. So I, I don't know how, and those of you that have watched this channel, you guys know that I'm not, never really was that invested in this new Halloween trilogy. Uh, I was one of the rare ones that liked Halloween Kills. Why? Because I didn't care about the story. The only thing I wanted to see was him kill people. So that's I got what I wanted. That was it. About. That's what that but, means. But um, uh, David Gordon Green apparently kind of took a shot at uh exorcist director and what's weird though is i mean you'll have to read you'll have to look up the comment uh but what's weird is i don't understand how david gordon green is now the messiah of horror uh because he he has his halloween trilogy and now it's been greenlit that he will have his exorcist trilogy coming and now he's also in charge of the hellraiser series coming out and i'm like what man i guess it's who you know i mean thoughts on this what do you think well it depends yeah it is about it's it's about ego um it's and everybody wants their kevin feige Mm. but they actually don't want their kevin feige they want their kevin feig in other words, the other studios just want a figurehead, but they're ready. They're ready to deep six it if they do. You know, if they do the uh, you know the universal horror. You know, whatever. What was that called? The horror you, the thing. You know, Tom Cruise's mum, a mummy, where they were going to oh, do the a, dark a, universe. The dark universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants their universe. Right. Well, they're going to give him that because the Halloween stuff made money. And he and here's another thing. This is what Zack Snyder is very good about. Zack Snyder and David are great in the room. Mm. That's what the Hollywood guys say. That's what the Hollywood executives, the studio execs say at their cocktail parties. 
or at their drug parties or at their porno parties or at their hooker parties or whatever. They always say he's good in the room. So he's got you the know? gift to gab is what you're he, saying. He goes into the room and he has yeah. his artwork and he says, this is what I want to do. And it's going to be so great. And executives sort of go, he, 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 he makes money. And also yeah. good enough for garbage. Gotcha. They don't yeah. care as long. Horror, horror producers don't care. Don't make it too good. Because then we, you know, and also if he starts, if Dorden starts casting big actors, then you know he's screwed. But if he keeps it very, you know, unknowns or right. B-listers, he's fine. He right. Can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I'm just not excited about his projects after this. But awesome. yeah, let's, let's, and, and, and speaking of Hellraiser, uh, what was your thoughts on the reboot here? I have absolutely none because I okay. didn't. See it. Oh, I thought you see. Okay, now, did you see it? Yeah. Well, that's why I... you're here. Let's go. <laughs> Tell me how I you thought I, I enjoyed this director's work. Uh, he did the Night House with Rebecca Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the Ritual, was which is one of the best creature features I've seen in years. Um, well, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but this is my you least. Say that. Um, this is my least favorite of the three. Uh, I liked Hellraiser. Uh, I, I think I gave it like a B or a B minus. Uh, practical effects are great. Had some good atmosphere. Uh, but there was just something about it that, you know, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We, we we did a whole big long video on it. If you guys want to hear my thoughts, watch our video on go. it with Lady Fab Blood. And Lady Fab Blood breaks it down with history from the actual book. The novel it's based off of all that stuff. She breaks it down. Okay, she's well, knowledgeable you know, my, uh, and that stuff. I but thought, th- I thought it was it was a it was good. It was solid effort. It was a solid reboot effort. I liked it, but I don't love it. I don't. I don't. I'm not like this, Rick. Like Rick, Rick, Hellraiser, Rick. You gotta watch Hellraiser right now. It didn't have that effect on me. So, as what the is that? author of a trilogy of novels about. You know, uh, you know, Fear Itself, Living Hell, and Worst Nightmare, all based on horror novels that I would rewrite. My issue, my issue with Hellraiser, I only watched the first one and half of the, you know, second one. Okay. My problem with Hell, yeah, get me off, get me off of the, yeah, I can't look at myself too long. <laughs> um, not that big. Yeah. Um, my problem with that, and you could tell if you if you read my books of the undead is that if you're going to be, have a Hellraiser, I demand equal time, which is I want Heavenraiser. I <laughs> okay. want the two fighting. If okay. you're going to have a Hellraiser, that means you're admitting, you're openly admitting that there's another side. And right. I want to see both. Well, they, they uh, was it Hellraiser Redemption? I can't remember the name of it. Judgment. Yeah. They did, before they rebooted it with this, they did one more movie and they actually introduced angels. Oh, there you go. And everybody hated it. <laughs> Everyone hated judgment. Uh, but, and then they just said, okay, screw it. Screw it. We'll just reboot it. And, and they should have let me do it. I want to do that. They should have. I want to do that to the omen too. Yeah. Yeah. Matter for fact, sure. That's what one of my books is about. I mean, I believe it's this one. Yeah. This is the one that's my omen book. Nice. Nice. You know, I nice. rewrite omen. But yeah, uh, definitely better than Halloween ends. Uh, it's a solid, it's a it's a very solid reboot. Uh, there is some good things to like in there, but in terms of praising it, like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
they, no. Did they have no. any action? Was there any action? Very there? little. Uh, very little. But it was the decisions they made and how the Cenobites did their thing, and they changed a little bit of the lore. But it's 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 good. It's good, Rick. It's just it's, not. Yeah, it's not I, amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and Lady Fatbloods has. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it wrong, but she's been saying this a lot lately. She's been saying recently, uh, mediocre has become, you know, uh, amazing, or mediocre has become a masterpiece, or mediocre has become. You know what's popular? <laughs> like they're praising it. It's like no, it's it's fine, when but it's have, not the greatest thing ever. But when yeah. you have so many mouths to feed, that's what happens. Yeah, There's when you have so Halloween, much... when you have Halloween ends out there, uh, yeah. And also, yeah. you have so many streaming services and so many organizations, <laughs> producers to wanting true. product. That's yeah, just that's the nature true. of the business. Not every eighty percent. I've always said this, and it seems to be true. Eighty percent of Hollywood is mediocre. Twenty percent are geniuses. So well of course said. you're gonna have eighty percent okay, and you're gonna have twenty percent right. genius. Right, right. That's the way it is. Always been, has always been. I will definitely watch the next movie if they do it, um, but not if David Gordon Green ruins the series. Then we're gonna get it's all ruined. I'm always there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. This, this, and and another one we're gonna be talking about because I know people involved with this, and I wanted this to be so good. Oh no. And it was so not. Oh, no. <laughs> remember, remember, I was promoting this because this is my yeah. Brady's uh, book. Yeah, Happy Death Day. Yeah. Well, but uh, the, Freaky, the guy, right? Yeah, he turned out not to be the director. I don't know how. Oh, oh. oh no, okay. The director on this one was a hack, which is why, oh. which is why the movie's not that good. Right, right. The book is so much better. Um, oh. so we, yeah, don't want, you no, feel free. It's on Amazon Prime. So right. if you want to watch it, understand it's not as good as a book. It's just not that good. So um, it's just not funny, or what? What was wrong with it? It was it was just mediocre in every way. Mm. It was uninspired. That's the word for it. Uh, the book was inspired. Okay. Brady's a great horror writer, book writer. All his okay. books have a hook in them, and he's he just knows how to connect it all up. This director would just took, in other words, he just took. The description of the character and ran with that without it. All all style, no substance, and gotcha. very little style, really, too. Oh, okay. It just it just was uninspired. So, so C for average or C minus or D? I'd give it a well. I'd give it a C minus. C minus. Okay. It's all right. Like, it's watchable. It's not too long. All right. Now I have not seen this yet because Samurai Guy was. <laughs> Uh, uh, I I was under the weather. I was under the weather. My whole Halloween weekend was ruined, guys. So Aww. all my plans, uh, it sucks. So I did catch some, I did catch some movies, but uh, Rick's gonna have to let us know his thoughts on Barbarian. And uh, whenever me and Lady Fabulous get a chance to watch it, we'll we'll do a review. For sure. Well, I can only talk about Barbarian as a yes. yin yang with smile. Okay. I saw Smile. I saw, yeah, that's that's from Smile. <laughs> Doesn't look very smiley, does she? Anyway, I watched them both. Okay. And I liked one. Okay. Didn't like the other. Ooh, interesting. And I liked one for Rick reasons, and I didn't like the other one for Rick reasons. Okay. Okay. Now we have talked about my problem with with uh, modern horror movies, horror movies. 
My problem is, okay, if you come up with a cool idea, you know, the ring or the, what's, what's the other, what's the other Japanese one? You come up with a concept. Well, yeah, Ju- you Juwan? Have, huh? Like Juwan the Grudge? Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, that, what's the videotape one? If you watch the videotape. Ringu. Ringu? Yeah, Ringu, whatever. Or the ring, or the ring, yeah. Well, now that's, that's a subgenre. You come up okay. with a concept where if you see something or do something, I mean, I just heard about one where um, if you download a, uh, an app, that right. t- it's called Countdown. You download an app and it tells you what day you're going to die or when you're going to die. And if you change anything in your behavior, then you've, <laughs> you've broken the user agreement and you're going to die in seven minutes. Right, so one you of have those. that concept. Right. And once you have, you know, so all I care about once you introduce a concept like that is how it ends. In terms of all horror movies, all modern horror movies, all I care about at this point is how it ends. Kind of like It Follows, right? Yeah. If right. it ends the way that most of these things do, then I, I hate it. Okay. Which is, okay, we establish it. You fight it through the whole movie. Die, die, die. People die, people die. The, her- the hero or the heroine are trying to uh, fight it at the end. And at the end, oh, we succeeded. No, we didn't. Dun, dun, dun. There's one last moment where the villain, you know, rises up again and kills you. Well, one of those movies has that and one of those movies doesn't. But the okay. one of those, but the one of the movies that doesn't already shows you that they're playing with you in good faith. Okay. They're having the relationship with the audience in good faith. We're not going to give you that cop-out, crappy, now stereotypical, cliched ending. So we're not going to do everything else the same way. We're going to try to change things up so we actually surprise you. I'm going to take a guess. Uh, Barbarian is the one you're talking about right now. Yes. Barbarian is, is... I, I have to decide whether I liked Barbarian more than Malignant or whether I liked Malignant more than Barbarian. I probably liked Malignant more than Barbarian because the action was better. Uh-huh. It was legitimate. I mean, James Wan can do action scenes like almost nobody's business. Mm-hmm. So what they have, they have emotional content <laughs> in Barbarian. They, okay. have a couple of, they have a couple of really nasty surprises. Okay. That made me go, hmm, these are filthy little people. These are bad, these are bad men. These are bad men who are making this movie. Shame on you. But then again, another cliche, another uh, horror stereotype that I'm very fed up with is threatening children, is, you know, abusive children. Uh, it's just I'm so tired of that, and it's so right. <clears throat> so stupidly cruel. But what they but they they up the ante in Barbarian Boy. They up the ante. But what's also great, and I'm sorry, everybody. Spoiler alert: you can close your ears if you want to, fat. Uh, but okay, you, have, you have to decide who the villain is in Barbarian. And the secondary villain is kind of awesome. Wait, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> I'm like, I have earbuds in, but yeah, go ahead. Literally, Give me a thumbs up when you're done with spoilers. Yeah, we're, I'm done with spoilers. Okay. 
Um, you done? Okay. Barbarian, Barbarian is most interesting. Okay. And well done. And sm- and my favorite word. What am I? Am I badass? No, I'm not badass. I'm smartass. I love it when something's smart. Okay. And it has mind candy. And this one is like, yeah. So yeah. so so smile had potential. They just, not really. They just, no. Not okay. Really. It's, it's a gimmick it's a, film. Is that what you're it's saying? A it's a gimmick, gimmick film. film. You, know, you see the smile, you're going to die. Right, right, right. And right. so you have, and it's kind of like, and guess what? And at the end, we won. No, you didn't. Right. So. so. <laughs> All right, with that. We'll... I could have told you that in the first scene. <laughs> uh, with that, let's segue and move on. That is hilarious. Uh, I already know. I already know I'm going to enjoy this movie. I already know I'm going to enjoy it. I this, hope it's, I hope it's, it looks fun. I really enjoyed the first one. So this, this goes with, um, what's the movie I'm thinking of that? Oh yeah. This goes, this goes with a couple of the movies we're seeing today, but mostly it goes with blade of the 47 Ronin. Okay. Blade of the 47 Ronin and Hitman, Hitman's holiday accident man Two. Okay. The big difference is they're basically the same movie, probably the same budget, basically the same approach. Okay. One is done extremely well, and one is done extremely poorly. Oh, no. And I have to assume that Accident Man was done extremely well because of Scott Atkins produced it. Scott Atkins stars in it. Scott Atkins should be a big action star. Right. And so what he did was that this takes entirely, this takes in place in Malta and they use Malta extremely well. Okay. And they say, and they don't say it's Malta subbing for New York or Malta subbing for LA. They say at the very opening, hi, we're in Malta. Here we are in Malta. Look around at Malta. Malta's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, for Blade of 47 Ronin takes place in Budapest. And they do the same thing. They sort of go, here we are in Budapest. Like one of the major shots is the plane coming into the Budapest airport. There's a big sign saying Budapest. It's Budapest. It's Budapest. Look, everybody, it's Budapest. Difference here is, yeah, really the huge difference between the two is that Accident uh, Accident Man 2 has Scott Atkins. Gotcha. And... <laughs> and um, well, I was I, I was excited for this. I haven't seen it yet, but just because Mark Gaskell's was in it. But let me he's guess, he's cameo. Very... Oh God, damn it, damn he's, it! He's killed off. <laughs> oh no! And you can tell, damn it, he has nothing to do with the choreography. Oh, that's God the that's it. the huge. Besides everything being besides the original Forty Seven Ronin, the movie that this is a nominal sequel to. Besides that concept, the idea of taking modern-day samurai in a modern-day samurai world and combining them with a a Twilight and Harry Potter magician, wizard concept, it didn't work in the original. It doesn't work even worse here. So this is sequeling the Keanu Reeves movie? Yeah. Okay. Keanu Reeves movie was a fantasy adventure. Right. Right. This is also a fantasy adventure, but here it's extremely cheap, pretty unimaginative, 
they're trying their best to do action stuff. Right. But not, and, and let me tell you, if you like, if you haven't seen Zatoichi movies, Son of Black Mass movies, Baby Cart movies, <coughs> you might enjoy this. If you haven't seen Swordsman, if you haven't seen the great, so, you know, Japanese uh, Chambara movies, samurai movies. Right, right, right. You might be okay with this. But as somebody who has seen all that, who has seen Rory Kenshin on Netflix, yeah, yeah, those are the movies you should see if you want a sword play. Right. This movie, you could tell that the choreographer who I looked up, the guy who's credited as choreographer, he's from Budapest. He's huh. an action director who's mostly done stunt work. And you could tell. You could tell he really didn't know sword play at all. Man, they should have had um, because our boy from Kung Fu Extravaganza, Ron Yuan, they should have just had Ron Yuan do the fight walker. Yeah, he was directing the movie. Yeah, that was the other thing that I felt so bad about with Forty Seven Ronin. I know the director. Yeah, the great, great guy, and they're yeah. great guys. Tim yeah. Kwok was the producer. He's a great guy, and I felt, oh, why? I'm so sorry. This is so mediocre, guys. I mean, it, it's it's kind of sad because you guys are so good. It's pretty. And you know yeah. anybody, anybody watching has anybody seen it? You know, write a little blurb to us. Yes, yeah. let it. Let us know in chat, guys, if you've yeah, seen uh, Blade of Forty Seven Ronin. Let us know what you, you it, thought, what you if thought. you liked it, if you actually liked it. So yeah, and what you know, because that would show you that it is likable. But for me, who likes this stuff, some of the acting is really good. The guy who plays the villain, I thought, was awesome. Oh shit! So, All right, he should have been the hero. Okay. These poor girls again. They got really you know sexy girls, and right. it's like. They, they, and everybody uses their sword like they're, I mean, in your opening, in the opening, in your wonderful intro to the action film autopsy, you have that wonderful scene of La Kal Young fighting Samuel Hung. Yeah. Using the poles. And that's how you use poles. And that's how you choreograph fight scenes. There's no way, it, there's not a second in that entire movie, let alone that fight scene, even the seconds that you show, where you can say as a choreographer, oh, you know, Samuel, you should have done this because uh, La is uh, Master Lu is showing weakness there or showing uh, a gap in in thinking. Right. There's not a moment in that movie where they don't look like they're actually fighting each other. Wow! Every single scene, right? Blade of the Seven Ronin. I'm sitting there going, "Oh God," because <laughs> because most of them are not stunt people. They're mm. actors, so they have to be trained how to do it. Right. So they all you see them waiting for their cue. Gotcha. Well, chat, let me know right now, but the the lead, she I, I believe she's the lead. It looked like she was the lead from the trailer. She is. The one at the top there. Uh well, she, she's she, not the lead. She she's not okay. Well, no. she looks she looks familiar. Yeah. So chat, let let me know. And those of you that are watching this after this is live, let me know in the comments. But I think she's an extremely popular YouTuber. I'm not positive. She looks familiar for some reason. I don't know why. In any case, she doesn't but... know how to handle a sword any better than anybody else does. <laughs> okay. Everybody uses it. Everybody uses it like uh, poles, or they use okay. it like umbrellas. Or they right, use, right, you know, right. There's no sense of sword play in here. And then everybody mm-hmm. is doing their little mystical. She's okay. A, okay, I was right. Okay, thank you, Pazuzu. Thank you. Okay. Uh, but in any case, it's fine. But the other problem with it is, I believe it's almost a hundred. It's almost uh, an hour fifty minutes. That's insane. An hour and fifty? Yeah, I was just going, Ron. Man, you should have cut this down to ninety. And 
you should have cut it down to 89. Yeah. Why you have it this long? So we can all sort of like, just sort of go, Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, this will, this is, you know, this will launch Ron into something bigger and better, you know? Well, 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 samurai guy like it. Well, I like it. You tell me. You go see it. Meanwhile, (laughs) (laughs) Accident Man uh, 2, Hitman's Holiday, I found very similar in its plot line to Bullet Train. It's it's a huge bunch of hitmen who all get to hit people. Who uh, She's a huge thing. Generic campy skits who gives common sense advice, but she's easy on the eyes, LOL. Well, there you go. That's why she was hired. She's easy on the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, they did the best they could. Right. They used Budapest well, but it was not well choreographed, and it was not. It didn't. It didn't have any spark, and okay. it was really stupid, uh, and it was kind of sad. I mean, the opening sequence alone in that movie, where the two characters tell you the plot, they just tell you the plot, and it's kind of like, oh, this is such. This it's called radio writing. It's like writing for radio. <clears throat> Because you can't see anybody in radio, so everybody has to tell you everything. So exposition dump right at the beginning. Yeah, but, but a poorly done exposition dump. It wasn't clever. It's just two guys at a table talking. But then Jiminy Cricket came down and started talking, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, believe me, Blade of the Force of Ronan was not as bad as Benogia. <laughs> yeah, it was tolerable. But at 90 minutes, it would have been even more tolerable. So I don't right. know. I do not understand why they didn't do that. Well, I know I'm in good hands with Accident Man because I can't wait to see he's, Scott versus Andy, uh, does, oh boy Andy little, over here, man. He's He's got a sense of humor. He's smart about it. He cannot fill the full... I think that movie is 88 minutes. He's smart. Ah. Um, but he can't... Because of his budget, he cannot fill it all with action. So he puts in humor, his humor. Nice. Everybody's nice. there for him. The actor... And also, they're not major stars. He's the biggest star in it. Right. But they're all pretty darn good. Yeah, Andy's great. And I think yeah. He got the cream of the crop in Malta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put out a you put it in a Malta newspaper or a Malta whatever YouTube and just said, Come on down, I'll audition you. And he just got the best guy. Nice. And nice. it's pretty, it's very lightheaded. In other words, no accident man, I mean not accident man, a uh, bullet train. I cared about the characters. They actually made me care about these characters. So, and and I thought that would be impossible to do. So that I thought David Leith, you know, it's like, good job, buddy. But here, Scott Atkins, it was like, you know, I didn't care about anybody because they were all, you know, cartoonish characters, but I liked everybody. I didn't have fun. Them, I right, right. Them. Right. And right. when he does choreograph, man, the fight scenes are good. Good. So that's great because they don't, because again, he can't afford to have everybody fight completely in character. Right, he can't right. really do anything. I mean, again, I was hoping his character was smarter than he appeared to be. But what's great about his character, he's, he's, he's smart as he, he fights as smart as he is. Okay. All right. But he doesn't give up and he has a great sense of humor and everybody's good. There, there are some moments where they do some weird cutting, which I'm not happy with. They establish each hitman has a character. The clown has a character. <laughs> Right. The girl has the Asian girl has a character, and the clown, you know, needs and they had a strangler character. And so once they establish his code, they keep cutting away from him. And when they come back, he's already in the strangler. And I'm saying what would make that fight scene involving is 
throughout the whole fight, I want to see how he gets his hands on his enemy's throat. But mm. here they cut away and cut back, and the hands were already there. Oh. And they did that with every single character. Huh. They didn't show them paying off their gimmick. Mm. Each one had a gimmick, and they never show them paying it off. Hmm. Going, that, and, and next time I take, talk to Scott, I will talk to him about that. I will say, why didn't you do that? And I'm pretty sure he, I know what he's going to say. Uh, the producer didn't let him. Yeah. Because that's, that's, usually... that's what happened with, with Snake Eyes. Oh. I say cut the shit out of the fight scenes. They don't cut the shit out of the fight scenes in this. Oh, There's thank God. Okay. They don't pay off as tightly as they could have. Gotcha, gotcha. But it's still a gift. really entertaining movie. Cool. I can't wait to check it out for sure. And you I... can. You're waiting right now. <laughs> and I reached out to Andy, too, and maybe we'll get Andy here on the channel. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to oh, interview great. him. So, so. And, uh, uh, all right. Why they cut away from his, his gimmick. Why did they cut away from his gimmick? Oh, I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask. Um, all right. So this next one, I don't know what you're going to say. I didn't see your posts on Facebook, so I don't know what you're going to say, but I want to, I want to see your reaction because I saw people saying after they got done seeing this, that that was a fun Marvel movie. Well, again, they have to make it political. In other words, it's kind of like, it's not enough that it's a decent, what this is, this is not a DC movie. Okay. It has character, DC characters in it. Okay. But what it is, first, last, foremost, this is a rock movie. It's super rock. This is, well, he's always super. I know. I mean, come on! In, in Hobbs and Shaw, he's pulling down a helicopter with one arm. Yeah, he's yeah. always super. Right. So the thing is, it's my fault, everybody. Okay. It's my fault. I was stupid enough to have expectations. I was stupid enough to think, okay, The Rock is not making a rock movie. He's making a DC movie. Therefore. It will be a combination of the best of two, of The Rock and DC United. Right. No. <laughs> it is a rock movie. And okay. do not misunderstand me. Okay. I have liked every rock movie I have seen. I haven't loved any of them, but I've liked them all. I like The Rock. The Rock mm -hmm. is great. All he wants to do is entertain you by entertaining himself. All he knows how to do is to recreate the feelings he had in the movies that he saw when he was a kid. That's right, what right. that tower movie he did, that the <laughs> skyscraper. The sky, that's all of those movies, every single movie yeah. in that he alludes to in that movie are the ones that he loved as a kid. Right, right. I was angry at the oh. voice of the like, yeah, there you go, Jad. It's absolutely true. It wasn't a black Adam movie. It was a rock movie. Right. So he went just up to his level and that and no further. And as such, again, I was like, throughout most of it, I was going, oh, it's The Rock. He's nice. I like him. Oh, too bad. They so uh, thanks for the super chat, Jad. So, yeah. so they didn't focus at all on the concept of anti-hero at all? They, no. 
what he did was a rock way of focusing on that, which is he kept giving it lip service. Hmm. I think somebody on YouTube did a hot, what was it called? A real, what's it called when they take all this, all these scenes together, uh, they take every scene where something happens and puts them all together. You know, if, if somebody says hello throughout a movie, they have a hot reel of all the different times they say hello in the film. Oh, like some Somebody kind of, did of a hot reel okay. of, of, of the rock saying, I'm an anti, I'm not a hero. I'm an anti-hero. I'm not a hero. I'm an anti-hero. I'm an right, anti-hero. Right. He says it like at least a half a dozen times in the movie. At least. Wow. You know, so he gives it lip service. He doesn't do it. He gives hmm. it this because he's the rock. He wants people to like him. He doesn't want people not to. So like he him. so he killed no one. He killed no one? I don't remember him killing anyone. Oh. And besides, no, the bottom line of this one okay. is that this these are demigods punching each other. These are demigods punching each other, which is my biggest disappointment because it's all digital action. And again, when these heroes face each other, they don't do what they should do. They punch. They punch and they kick and they shoot bolts. And guess what? The person they're punching and kicking and shooting bolts at, take the bolt. Maybe they go flying through a building, but they're fine. Hmm. They're not even hurt. They Occasionally they pretend to be hurt. But for the most part, then they're back doing these. They're just like me and my best friend and my brother playing cops and robbers and spy versus spy when we were kids and doing the fake fighting. Oh, 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 oh. But then nobody's actually hurt. And we just keep fighting. We just keep doing it. We just keep doing it. We just keep doing it. So Serg here says the rock kills a bunch of people in the start of the movie. Start of the movie. Okay. Well, good for you, Rock. But but remember, he's not Uh a hero. He's an anti-hero. <laughs> by the way, Serge, does he kill villains or does he kill heroes? Does he kill oh. heroes or does he kill villains? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't Serge, think about that. Does he kill villains or does he kill heroes? Hmm. Tell me. So in any case, it's fine. It's a fine rock film. Okay. okay. It should have been better than that. It should have been much better than that. Hmm. But it's colorful. I, I did. I have not watched any reviews yet because I want to see it myself and stuff like that, but I did hear that a lot of people liked uh, Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. Yeah, he's I love Pierce, but you know, and again, all these guys are doing the Phantom Metasitis. They're not enjoying the movie because it's a great movie. They're enjoying the movie because it's not Marvel, and we're and they're going to use it as a club to hit Marvel with. Mm. You know, like She Hulk, so <laughs> Black Adam was fabulous. <laughs> no, it wasn't fabulous. It was fine, and it's yeah. a good sign. And also. I am so thrilled that James Gunn is DC's Feige. I am so, I am so happy. Yeah, I don't have any issues with that. As, no, like, I, yay. Great. Somebody makes some good decisions. I'm so happy to, yeah. Cavill is back. It's like, yay, someone made a good decision. And also, you know? he's made it very clear that what he mm-hmm. wants to play is a joyous Superman. Right. He made it perfectly. I saw that. Yeah, I'm down for that. Sure, sure. Yeah, and meanwhile, Zack Snyder goes, I can't wait to work with you again. And I can just see Cavill going. (laughs) That's why I say, you know, Zack attack is under the gun now. It's under the gun. I I have a feeling that I'll be fine. I th- I, I think I, I think we'll go see it and we'll be I'll like, you know. that was a fun superhero yes. movie, and that's I'll it. let you know it's a rock movie and not yeah. a black Adam movie. You'll be fine. Okay, okay, all right. Copy that. Copy that. I wish I had done that too. I would now. Been. I'll see it again. Yes. Now, 
after we reviewed RRR and we uh, asked for suggestions, uh, a whole bunch of movies came up. We had a lot of badasses in the comments give us suggestions, and there's too many movies. <laughs> we can't get through all of them. But uh, Bahubali uh, 1 and 2 was on there, mm -hmm. and I know they're both on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I put them in the queue. and six you know. When you leave it, I know it's six hours, right? When you leave it on the, you know, the thumbnail, it, it, the mo it starts moving a little bit. It shows you like a little bit of taste of the movie, and I, my jaw dropped. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love. I, I got a feeling I'm gonna love this shit, man." So, now you saw, you saw RRR, right? Yeah, I loved it. Here's the deal. That's the latest uh, film by the director. Right. This was one of the director's earlier films. Uh, Bali, Bahu Bali. Number one was 2015. Okay. And the sequel was 2017. Right. They're beautiful. They're not okay. as good as RRR. Oh, as an overall movie. Okay. I mean, he 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 learned from these films. He okay. learned from these. And they're still beautiful. And they're still cool. But they're not put together. They don't pay off the way RRR pays off multiple times. Okay, okay. But, it, but it's, it's worth watching in terms of action spectacle, at least. Yeah, sort of. But again, they don't have... Everything in, in RRR had weight and effect. Okay. Okay. These, are very, these are very digital in that things happen. And by the end of it, it's, again, demigods punching each other. And okay. for, you know, and, but it, it's still beautifully done. All these wonderful little moments... It better be wonderful little moments because you've got three hours in each episode <laughs> worth it. Right. But they're eminently watchable. You can see that there's a sure hand. But again, if you're going and expecting RRR, don't. Just go and expecting the first, you know, the this is basically what are the what are two early Marvel movies? I mean, in other words, this is not RRR is endgame. Okay. This is this is Thor. Yeah, this is literally Thor and Iron Man. Oh, okay. Wow. That's what these okay. are. Thor and Iron okay. Man. I'm sure I'll still like it. But yeah, uh it gets but, a little repetitive. But you just recently watched these? That's why you want yeah, to talk I watched about these. them. I watched these as soon as I saw that it was they were on. I watched a bunch of other Indian films. I like the cop ones. I like in, the cop ones a lot. In terms of the demigods punching each other movies, you you like this more than Black Adam, man. No, uh, oh, because okay. I don't know the actors in this one. They're about equal. Oh, they're about interesting. Even, yeah, I was just, I wasn't, I was, no, that's true. These both had a level of disappointment for me. Oh, this okay. One was, this one wasn't as good as uh, RRR. Okay. And, and uh, Black Adam wasn't as good as I wanted it to be since it wasn't just a rock movie, although it turns out to be, yeah, just a rock movie. Well, I'm glad you told me to lower my expectations then a little bit. I'll probably enjoy it. Uh, it, absolutely i enjoyed it i enjoyed black okay. adam too just not as much as i wanted to all right copy that once you set a bar for me once you set a bar i want that bar reached gotcha i'm gotcha. too old for this shit <laughs> i want every movie to be better than the last one. right 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 all right now the first animated mortal Kombat film uh which was based on scorpion i absolutely loved it I thought it kicked the live actions movies ass that came out the same year. I loved it when it was all about Scorpion. You get the history and all that stuff. I was going crazy for that first one. And then the one that came out after that, I forgot the name of it. 
Uh, it was okay. It had its moments, but now we're, this is the third animated Mortal Kombat movie. Um, I, I don't. I, I saw the trailer, and I'm just kind of like, I, I like the character of Kenshi, but the trailer, I was like, man, they're just the animation. What happened? They got they're just yeah, they're just getting cheap now, man. They got incredibly cheap, and it was a painful experience. This is nothing to it. No, I love animation, and this is like disappointing in almost every way. Oh wow, wow! I, well, I could hardly get through it. Oh, you can't even finish it. I could hardly get through it. Oh wow! I got to it, but okay. I, I didn't see a lot of it. Right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'll be waiting if if I'm even interested to check it out. I'll wait till it comes on HBO Max for free. <laughs> then maybe I'll watch it. There are much better animated movies to watch. Than yeah, that. but that for first instance, one. For instance, what we're doing next. Yeah. Uh, MK loves everything Mortal Kombat, so he enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. For you, buddy. More for you. Yeah, more for him. Okay. Uh, Star Wars. I was curious uh, about checking this out. Tales of the Jedi. It's the big F. It's Dave Filoni. Unleashed uncontrolled, unsecond guessed. It's great. Nice. It's one, the, it's one of the best, it's one of the best things they ever did. Nice. I you mean, scared you scared me for a second when you said the big F. I was like, oh damn. They, they <laughs> big F. Well they're all you know Favreau, Filoni, and Feige. The three Fs. I, know. I thought you were rating them. I thought you were rating the series, but no, so no good good actually, stuff. It's very good stuff. I mean it's got heart, it's got brains, it's got soul. Um, it, it's what Star Wars should have always been. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan because my attitude is there are only three movies in the entire series that were really good. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Row One. Um, this is really good. This, this explains the Jedi. Nice. This, yeah, you're right. He never fails, Bob, Bobo. Um, he, yeah, don't, don't constrict that guy. Let him do what he's doing. He's bringing so much heart and brains and backbone and soul to the work. And I'm watching this stuff and I really, I really, again, it has the thing that I like. I care about the character. And it's connecting. And oh, yeah, I love when people. My first novels were in the Destroyer series, you know, the Rima Williams. And my original editor had that great line because he was working with another writer who wrote the first 95 pages. And my editor wrote the last 95 pages. And he said it was like tying a bowl of spaghetti together. You know, he got a bowl of spaghetti from his partner and he tied all the ends together. And that's what Filoni is doing. All the stuff that is crap in, and makes no sense in the Star Wars movies, he is now making make sense in a way that is far superior to the source material. Wow. And also, he's calling upon the stuff that they dared said wasn't canon. All right, because you know the movies weren't that good, but all the books were great. All everything, all the peripheral stuff was great. And then Disney goes, "Oh no, that's not part of the canon." And <laughs> and Filoni goes, "Like hell, it's not. I'm going to use all the good stuff and tie it all together." So it's like he tie he's tying all the spaghetti strands together, but in a such a superior way from what they did and the animation in this is deceptive 
Because that's one of the things that I've said about animation, which is animation comes in two major parts. One is design, and two is the actual animation, how the characters move. And you can see from that picture that you just put up that the design seems to be rudimentary. They're not trying to recreate human beings. They're doing caricatures and exaggerations of right. the of the form of the characters and of the aliens but man watch them move nice watch these guys move i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna check it out for sure and also watch these guys talk watch these guys think oh it's it was so like why can't i'm just like going right why why can't why can't well hopefully from now on all star wars will be like this Right. I mean, The Mandalorian is great. Boba yeah. Fett, not so great. But that's because we had I had expectations after Mandalorian. So it's like, yeah, yeah hopefully Star Wars will continue to be consistent. Yeah, Revan's my guy, so now I have to watch. Yeah. <laughs> He's my guy. I got to watch. Awesome, awesome. All right, that is the last one on the list here. Quick recap. Watch them uh, move. For those of you that have just arrived, a quick recap. Uh, Rick, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Let me get my thumb in there. There we go. Thumbs there you up. Go. Rings of power. There you go. Thumbs down. She Hulk. Thumbs up. <laughs> Werewolf by night. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Doctor Who, damn it. Oh, uh, thumbs. You know, bad. It was bad. Okay. Except, okay, okay. except for the last 30 seconds. Your favorite film of the year? <laughs> Inexplicable. Uh, In, well, no, now explicable. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sad. Okay. You're to try. It might fuck you up. Smile. Oh, you know the ending already. Fuck them. <laughs> Accident man. All right. Two fists up. Two fists All right. up. Blade. <laughs> the Marvel movie. One f- one fist up. All right, all right, all right. And Bahubali, same, right? One and two. One and a half. Fi- Hold on, let me let me get the one one and a half fist up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you didn't even finish. Oh. All right, all right. <laughs> and last but not least, two thumbs up. Hey, hey. all right. Two lightsabers up. Two there you go. Two lightsabers up. Samurai guy's going to have to check that out and review it uh, for you guys, for sure. Well, this was a blast, as always, right. having the Kung Fu Santa. That's right. You guys know what you need to do. Follow him. That's right. The link is in the description box below of this video. And if you guys are brand new here, hey, if you enjoyed hanging out with us, talking movies and TV, uh, TV shows and all that good stuff, Go ahead and subscribe to the old samurai guy. That's right. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Oh, hold on. Let me let me blow it up again. Right, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Show, show the book. Show the book. Show the book. Another book. Another book. There you go. Thrilling How's adventure that? stories. Yeah, I create. I created her. Oh shit! Go All ahead. right. Yeah. Nice. And if anybody's in New York on Saturday, mm. Urban Action Showcase at two three four East Forty Second Street. The Empire, AMC Empire 25. We're doing all these panels. I'm also going to be watching One Piece Red 
uh, the new anime movie, the first movie I've seen since No Time to Die in a movie theater. There you go. Wish return. me luck. I'll be the, the one with the, uh, the minions mask on. There you go. There you go. Turn on and the minions mask on. Hey, it's going to be great. I know uh, every, a lot of your fans and followers that are going to be there, and your friends, they're going to love to see you, Rick, even with a mask on. So oh, you're yeah, going to have, have a good time. Better with a mask on. Yeah. Shout out to Demetrius. That's right. Everybody. Demetrius, Bobby, Vincent, everybody. Showcase, oh, yeah, man. I will be there, too. There you go. There you go. Uh, thank you, Dingle, for watching. And lo- as long as you guys thank had you, a great you. time. And MK says, I think most of us hated Halloween ends. Halloween ends. <laughs> I love my theory. I love my theory as to why. You, you, you might be on to something. You might be on to I'm something. Sure, I'm now sure of it. <laughs> All right, guys. Stay tuned. Uh, Summer Guy is going to be doing some editing, uh, some special videos for a brand new series uh, is going to be coming out this week. That's right. And we have a special guest coming tomorrow. But it will not be live. You'll see the video uploaded. And uh, some good stuff. Talking movies, having a great time. And uh, no verses this week. Samurai Guy needs a break. But uh, we'll, we'll come back for sure. That's right. Frank Jang, all those guys. Uh, but thanks again for watching. Yeah, if you want to do it first, the Kung Fu Panda versus Minions Rise of Truth. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that. <laughs> Yep. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for watching. And see you next month on the Action Film Autopsy for That's November. Right. Woohoo! Peace out, guys. Take care.